Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. How are you this morning? I'm okay. Of course, you just joined, and now I have a cat that's trying to get out of the rooms already, so hold on a second. <laughs> okay. All right. I had all three cats and both of the dogs in here with me, so of course, they're trying to get out of here. Well, of course they are. Don't be ridiculous. Mine are not in here yet, but I'm sure it's only a matter of time. Yeah. So, uh, what's happening? Last no, night was fun. It was fun. We looked at all the Christmas lights and we got pretty lucky. We couldn't find parking, so that was annoying. But then we drove around and found a parking lot, which of course was expensive, but we had like a fantastic view and hardly any people. And we were able to get out of there with no traffic. So it was worth it. Definitely. It's worth it when you can do that. I don't know why, but when you said to me yesterday you were going to see the lights, I thought you meant the drive around the neighborhood lights that we did that one year. I still want to do that with the kids. I haven't done that this year. Oh, well, you better hurry up. Christmas is tick, tick, ticking away. <laughs> oh, I know. Christmas is a week from today, which is fucking insane. Yeah. I haven't wrapped a single gift, but I am proud <gasps> of myself. Because I remembered. So this is what I tend to do. I tend to wrap all of the Christmas presents on Christmas Eve. And then I hate myself because it takes me for fucking ever. Yes. But a couple years ago, my husband had the great idea in our garage. It's a three-car garage. And one of the spots that would be for a car has been converted to a man cave. So out there is like a chair and a TV. And that's where we normally keep the Christmas gifts because it has a lock on that door. And so <laughs> a few years ago, he's like, well, what if I set a table up in there? Because I always get up early, right? I'm always up at like 5am. He sets the table up for me. And then I can go in there in the morning while I'm watching my shows and drinking my coffee and wrap gifts leading up to Christmas. So that way I'm not hating my life on Christmas Eve. So he's going to set that table up for me today so I can get started. I'm just proud oh, of myself good. for remembering to do it, to set up the table so I could do it in advance. Did you like that Instagram clip I sent you about the mom that checks into a hotel with all the gifts? Nobody can bug her. And she did you see that? Yeah, I actually saw it, I think, before you sent it to me even. That's a great idea. She's been doing it for like three years, I think. Yeah, that is an awesome idea. I mean, mm -hmm. you could even do it with a friend if you want to split the cost of the hotel, but then you got to sleep in the same room as them. I don't know. That is an awesome idea because 
no one can bother you. Oh, yeah. It's it's a great idea. The only thing I would be worried about is somebody breaking into the hotel room and taking the gifts. But I don't think that mom ever leaves the room, right? I think she does room service and like watches TV and relaxes and does the gift wrapping at the same time. Yeah. Why would you leave the room? You're only there for a day, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. I think she's there for like a couple days. She stays for the weekend or something. Oh, dear God. Yeah, that that's a lot of stuff to wrap. I thought it was just a day thing, but keep that in your back pocket because you never know. It sounds pretty peaceful, actually. It I'd does. be like, oh, <laughs> it's going to take me a full week to wrap all these gifts. I must be gone for the whole time. Whoa, is Yeah. Me. <laughs> I'm going to stay at a spa while I'm going to wrap them at a spa. I'll think of you fondly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I say it's an awesome idea. Yeah. But other so than I that, anything happening i'm just full steam ahead stress mode for christmas because i always do this to myself for the holidays yeah, why like, are you oh. stressed because i always stress about the gifts for the kids and i didn't need to go get stocking stuffers and i need it's self-imposed for no reason yeah you always have a crap ton of gifts for them i, I just can't believe the amount of stuff these kids get for christmas i know and I'm sure none of them are socks. Actually, some of them are. Okay, good. So they're useful gifts. They're just not uh, playful gifts. Oh, you know what? I need to talk to you. I thought about this three times already and then forgot. You need to text me about what to get Melly for her birthday. I feel bad that she was born in December because December people, I like just remembered a couple days ago. I'm like, holy crap, her birthday's coming up. I got to figure out what to get her. I'll let you know. Right. So do you want to start talking about this book? Well, I have a lot to say about this book. So yes, I do. Oh, great. Okay, let's go. <laughs> All right. Today's book is a Christmas book. It is Secret Santa by Katie Wilde. And it's part of her series, I guess, that's called Hot Holidays. Yes, I've saw I've seen other books in the series. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to read that soon. Okay, are they all Christmas or they're just different holidays throughout the year? I think they're Christmas. Okay. So the book opens with a description first, right? Of what's happening. It sets the scene. Well, I have something to say about the cover before we get there. Oh, go right ahead. I did not like the quote that was on the cover of the book. I liked the photo. The image was cool. It's like a woman's legs and these sexy candy cane striped stockings. And she, I think she's holding a Christmas present or something. So the image was cool, but I did not like the quote because it says, he won't wait until Christmas morning to open this virgin's innocent gift. Ugh, I barfed a little bit when I read that. Actually, I was really worried when I read that. I love the picture on the cover. I think it's super adorable and sexy all at the same time. But you know how I feel about books about virgins. That's just me. I think if it didn't say innocent, like if that one word was missing, it wouldn't have bothered me so much. Mm hmm. But honestly, I don't think I even saw that until just now I read it. I always look at the covers because I have to take a screenshot of the book covers for our Instagram posts and for like Spotify and stuff. I use the cover image. So I always like look at stuff like that, I guess. Well, I do too. I always look at the cover because I want to see what's happening. 
but I don't think I even saw there was another little quote on there. Or if I did, I didn't think it was, I didn't read it. I know that much because I'm oblivious. There's a lot to be said for walking around in the world oblivious. Okay, but were you so oblivious that you missed the dedication? Mm, I doubt it. What did it say? <laughs> Hold on. So she. Oh, yes, she, I love this. Okay, yeah, she quickly made up for the disgusting quote on the beginning, the cover of the book, with this dedication. It says, to my dear friend K.Y., you know why. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm like, yeah, that was pretty Hilarious. Funny. Then we get to the... Uh... The blurb, right? Yeah, which I skipped, but if you want to read it, you can. No, it's just a, a summary about, you know, the the woman's name is Emma, and she's always looking for love. And it says, not being wanted is nothing new for Emma, but she doesn't know what she's done to make Logan stalk around the office, growling every command, as if her very presence infuriated him. She couldn't afford to lose this job, so her plan is to keep her head down, and try to avoid any contact with him, no matter how big and sexy and unavoidable he is. But a Santa hat full of names, an office gift exchange, and one one ex unexpected knock at her door are about to shake up all her plans. And then she gives a little warning that says, this super hot holiday romance contains Santa hats, red satin blindfolds, and an obsessed alpha male who knows exactly what to do with his big hands. Lots of swearing, no cheating, no cliffhangers. Mm -hmm. Love it. This is part of the reason why I don't like to read the blurbs about a book before going in, because I like to just kind of go in blind and figure out what's happening. So I... <laughs> I had no idea what this was about. I just knew the author, which we love her. Yes, and I we knew do. it was yeah, Christmas book, which we wanted to do a holiday book. And so I was like, perfect. Well, having said that, and knowing this author, I thought this was an actual, like literal Santa is the male main character book. So when it turns out that it was an office romance, it's a contemporary romance, I was like, oh. Okay, I thought it was going to be like like that Thanksgiving one we had with Layla Faye, where oh, the guy yes. was like a human, but like Thanksgiving still. So I thought this guy was going to actually be Santa that she hooked up with. Yeah, I didn't think that. I don't think I anything. Did. Yeah, of course. I don't know where your mind goes sometimes. But yeah, I just obliviously went in to find out what was going to happen. I mean, I, I think my mind just goes to the smuttiest possible option available. Boinking Santa? <laughs> yes. Yes, that's pretty inappropriate. Oh, yep. God. All right. So, so uh, go ahead. Okay, so we finally get to chapter one, and it's in Emma's point of view. She is a new employee of Bruce Crenshaw's at Crenshaw's Custom Woodworks, and she's been working with him, or for him, I should say, for about two weeks. She's training to take over the general office manager position for a woman named Mary Ann, who is about to go on maternity leave. So then this is where my mind goes, because I'm still thinking this is a Santa book. Okay. So then I, I think, oh, is this Bruce guy Santa? And he knocks up his little elves in his workshop. Wow. <laughs> you are a slut. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 
but no, it's not like that at all. I'm just a weirdo. So. I think you could oh, write your God. own book for the love of God. <laughs> Mary Ann is asking Emma for help to get the employees to pick their names out of the secret Santa hat. But before Emma can leave the office to walk around and do that, Bruce's son, Logan, shows up. But he does actually sound like a hot Santa. And I think she probably did this on purpose with what he's wearing. Go ahead. Because Emma sees him walking up through the window. He's outside and I think it's snowing. And it says, Logan Crenshaw doesn't move like he's in a hurry, but his long strides are eating up the distance. Snowflakes glitter in his dark hair and dust his wide shoulders. He's not wearing a coat, just a faded red t-shirt that clings to his thick arms and broad chest, along with mm. black jeans and steel-toed boots. But he doesn't seem to mind the cold anyway. His face lifts to the sky as he walks, and through the dark, his white grin flashes as if in sheer pleasure at the sensation of the snowflakes drift drifting across his skin oh Let's so they're see, getting ready i just found a note so okay. getting ready to do a secret santa uh and they have to pick names out of this hat and then they're going to have a gift exchange at their christmas party which is scheduled for the day before Christmas Eve, which is Marianne's last day. So Logan, for whatever reason, he gives off a really angry vibe. She thinks to herself, I don't know why he affects me. He's gorgeous, rugged and masculine with cheekbones as sharp as a knife's edge that could have been honed of chiseled stone of his jaw. So she's definitely got a thing for him, but he's he's very grumpy. Oh yeah, he's super grumpy. She is attracted to him, but then at the same time, she really, really needs this job and it does seem like he hates her guts. Yeah, it So does. she thinks to herself about how she's a virgin at the age of 22 and she's never responded to a man this way, but she really likes him and is drawn to him but because she's kind of down on her luck right now and she really needs the job she just kind of tries to avoid him yeah i don't blame her you know it's funny because i don't know well probably because we always read shifter books or paranormal books i thought this was a shifter book and then reading his description and how he is with her I thought for sure he was some kind of shifter, but he's not. He's just a sexy hot man. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Yeah, so she is trying to, you know, keep this job because she thinks to herself, my overdue rent, my electric bill, my dying car. These are all what I should be prioritizing. Yeah, so she tries to get away from him, but he says that she has to draw a name out of the hat first, and she's trying to like think about how maybe she could get out of it because she really doesn't have extra money right now that's so and, sad yeah the gift exchange has a ten dollar limit but even ten dollars she thinks means choosing between gas money or grocery money the last week of december and it means choosing between driving or eating and because i really need this job i'd probably pick driving so she's like having all these thoughts in her head about how the fuck do i get out of this because i don't have ten dollars for this then logan snaps at her because he's like, come on, just like pick a fucking name, basically. And she calls him out for being so impatient. But his response to her was so fucking hot. Oh my God. I think I fell in love him with him instantly. He's, his response to her snapping at him is, 
You think I'm impatient, Emma? <laughs> you have no fucking idea how patient I've been with you. I know. Like, what the Ooh. hell? Yes, yeah. but I have to say, before we move on, this book kind of really hit me in a hard way because I have been that broke. I've been that broke where I did not want to participate in a gift exchange because I'm like, I can't fucking afford this. I felt really, really bad for her and related for to her and wanted him. Oh, yeah. All the things. Felt all the feelings. <laughs> yeah. So she ends up grabbing a name out of there. And then in the next chapter, it opens up in Logan's point of view. He says, I think it's real damn funny that Emma Williams calls me impatient. She obviously, obviously doesn't know what the hell impatient looks like. Is she sprawled across her desk with my face buried between her long legs? No. Is she crying out my name while I'm fucking her hard and deep? No, even though there's nothing else in my head since I first laid eyes on her. So it seems to me that I've been really fucking patient. But my patience is coming to an end. Whoa. Yeah, my note is Logan's point of view is scorching hot. Turns out he doesn't hate Emma. It's quite the opposite. He wants to fuck her real bad. Yes. Yeah, and he thinks to himself, she's been terrified of me since day one, and he doesn't know why. It's, which is hilarious because men are fucking oblivious. So he ends up asking Marianne, like, hey, did you get her name? Because I want her name. Mm -hmm. And he even says that he will give her a custom crib in exchange for Emma's name, which I kind of loved that he's like, I will give you this really time consuming yeah. expensive mm -hmm. piece of woodwork. And um, I think my ovaries exploded a little bit at that. <laughs> yeah i love the fact that she has this character their business hit logan's and his father's is they make these custom furniture just like santa claus is making gifts up in the north pole mm -hmm. and i loved it and he does really expensive high-end custom pieces so not only is he willing to give her a crib he's willing to give her a crib that will eventually be an heirloom yeah, and then I felt a little bad for Marianne because she's like, I don't have her name, so I can't give it yeah. to you. And Logan takes pity on her and he's like, well, don't worry. Like, don't give up hope on that crib. Because it turns out him and his dad are already working on that for her as a gift anyways. Yeah, so besides that, he figures out that his dad is the one that got Emma's name. And he's actually happy about that because he thinks he can get the name from his dad. Oh, and then he asks... He asked Marianne, do you know why she's so scared of me? She just shakes her head. And he thinks, is it my size that terrifies her? And I thought, it wouldn't terrify me, but, you know, whatever you think. Marianne finally tells him, it might be the way you look at her. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she tells him, you look at her like you're a raging bull moose in rutting season. And he thinks that's pretty accurate. Well, it turns out that his I want to fuck you face is dangerously close to an I want to murder you resting bitch face. So <laughs> I can see yeah. how Emma's not picking up on the cues of he really wants her. So he ends up leaving the office and he sees that Emma hasn't left the parking lot yet. Turns out she's having uh, car trouble. I loved what he thinks when he sees her in the car he thinks this woman's a fighter 
someone who's been knocked down maybe more than once, but who always gets up, straps on her shields, and keeps going. And I wanted Emma before this moment. From the day I first met her, I wanted her in my bed and a whole lot more. Now I'm sure I need her. Mm. So because she's having car trouble, then he says that he can do one of those, what do you call it? Portable jump. battery things to jump yeah. the cables for her. So he's like, well, while that's charging your car battery, I'll take you to the bank. We'll do that office money deposit you were trying to leave for. And then you can, you can, you know, drive home afterwards. He, he touched my heart so much in this part. He knocks on her window and it says her head jerks back. Her gaze flies to me. And a second later, I'm laid out, just fucking laid out, physically still standing upright, but internally flattened by a one-two punch. The first blow comes when I see the glitter of tears in her big brown eyes, glistening drops that magnify a soul-deep despair. But it's the second blow that's the hardest because in the next moment she blinks and a smile curves on her full, her full lips. And although her eyes are still overly bright, there's barely a sign that anything's wrong as she cracks down the window. I like the fact that she, even though he's this big, strong, huge man, it just kills him when he sees that she's super upset in the car, just sitting there and the car won't start. He has some great thoughts because another thought he has while they're driving to the bank is this first impression he had of Emma. And he thinks, first time I saw her, she was wearing a short pleated skirt over dark tights. And I've been picturing those leanly muscled legs wrapped around my waist ever since, around my waist or around my head. Don't much care as long as her <laughs> thighs are squeezing me tight as she comes. Yeah. Oh, God, he has, he has a great imagination. I will say that. So they're talking in the car ride and it turns out that the workshop was featured on a TV show from HGTV and he was a teenager at the time and he had done one of the pieces that this celebrity purchased. In addition, they found out that he had dropped out of school and that his mom had passed away when he was eight. So we learn all this stuff about Logan during that car ride. Yeah, and, it's very interesting. And we learn a little bit about Emma because she says how she loves numbers and how they always add up and they're basically can never fail you. She kind of fawns over it. Uh, so her talking about the numbers isn't really interesting, but I loved his reaction to her talking about the numbers and how she loves them. He thinks her voice softens with a note of utter satisfaction, just as I imagine her sighs might sound when she's lying against me, sweaty and exhausted and her pussy juice is still coating my dick. Holy fuck. Yeah, that's pretty. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's basically like smutty erotica, this book. And yeah. he's got a filthy ass mouth and thoughts, but it's also yes. very sweet. And there's good character development in this story, actually. <laughs> yeah, very good character development. And um, even though. He's only met her about two weeks ago. He's already in it to win it, which to me seems really fast. But at the same time, I appreciated that because I don't really like the virgin trope because he wanted to be with her before he 
he knows that she's a virgin. Uh, that was kind of the only way that this would have worked for me. Otherwise, I really don't like this type of story. Well, I believe in the love at first sight thing. I do. And there's a part in the book where he thinks about his parents' relationship, his mom and his dad. And it says that uh, my mom proposed to him a week after meeting him. So I'm already trailing behind her. He was born nine months after they met because Logan comes from the point of view that this is how his parents fell in love, that he's open to the possibility that he knows just by looking at her. Yes, he's very big on trusting his instincts when he knows he knows. And so he knows about Emma and he's sure mm -hmm. about her. And he also thinks about how she's not really into like people and she's more of a number person. And he thinks that it might explain why she's so damn scared of me. Maybe she senses what I want from her isn't simple at all because she says or that uh, people are complicated and numbers aren't. And so then he also thinks, aside from when we're fucking, that'll be real simple. So I'll start with sex before easing her into the complicated shit like living together <laughs> and marriage and babies. <laughs> Yeah, he, he wants a whole ball of wax. He wants a serious oh, yeah. commitment. He does not want just a one-night stand. But he's afraid that she will be terrified by that. And so got a convoluted way of going about it to finally let her know he wants her. But he, in my opinion, he still does tell her pretty quickly. This whole book, start to finish, is about a week, maybe a little bit longer than a week from when mm -hmm. they draw the Santa secret Santa names to when the book ends. I think the book ends on Christmas day. Yeah. And he does tell her at one point while they're just talking, he says, people are simple. Take me for example, all I want out of life is football in the winter, barbecues in the summer and beer to drink with both add in work for my hands. And the love of a good woman. And I'm set for life. Me, a guy will never, never says that unless he really is there. He's letting her know by saying that to me, he, I think he's letting her know this is what I want in my view of my perfect life. I pretty quickly decided I feel like this needs to be a yearly holiday read for me because, because <laughs> I, I really liked them right away. It, it kind of reads like, a uh, smutty Hallmark holiday movie. He tells her like, oh, I think my dad got your name for the gift exchange. And so like, what, what do you want? But he's obviously fishing for gift ideas for her, right? But right. he's trying to mm -hmm. use it in the guise of like, well, tell me what you want and I'll tell my dad what you want. So she ends up saying like a pine scented candles because she doesn't have a Christmas tree. And he says, well, it's just me at home, but I have two trees, one in my bedroom and one downstairs, and both of them are fully decked out. I don't know what it was about him saying that, but when I read that, I was like, oh my God, I think I'm in love with him and I need to read this I, every year. <laughs> I did too. I'm like, oh my God, he's like so into it. I love him. He also asks her... Like, why are you scared of me? He, like, literally just directly asks her, why are you scared of me? She says, well, like, you're always mad at me. He's like, you think I'm angry? And she's like, well, aren't you? And yeah. he says, no. And she says, you look like you are. And he responds, that's just my face. Yeah. <laughs> and but but then he thinks, my, I'm going to fuck you good and hard face. Which is like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she better get used to. 
Yeah, it's oh hilarious. She's going to be on the receiving end of that face for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, thank God he explained it to her. All that happened, it was on Friday. And so then the next morning, it's Saturday. And we're in Emma's point of view. She's at home reading a library book. And I liked that the library book she's reading is The Martian. Because yeah. that was actually a really good book. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh while she's reading there's a knock at her door and she's like well that's weird who's that i didn't order anything and there was a package on the front doorstep and inside it's like a mask and it says something like put the mask on and wait for me to come in so you can get your first secret santa gift i think is what it says yeah i would have been scared shitless thinking it was a crazy person it takes a lot of trust to put uh, close your eyes, put a mask on, and not look when you're leaving the door ajar for someone to come in. Unless it's arranged ahead of time. Unless somebody says to me, I'm going to be coming over and going to leave something on your step, your doorstep. Please follow the instructions. Then I'm all into it. Maybe because the note said it was like the gift from Secret Santa. So she figured oh. it was Bruce. And so okay. she wasn't scared. You're probably right. Yeah, so she puts the mask on. She, like, goes against the wall to get out of the way. And it turns out that she can tell it's a tree getting dropped off at her place. She says something like, I can't accept this because it's going to be way over the $10 limit. And I think she still thinks it's Bruce. But then once she yeah. says that, the sound of, like, the steps walking towards her clues her in <laughs> that it's actually Logan. So hot. He, like, leans over her with his, like, hand braced against the wall. And he's like, you're going to take it, Emma, aren't mm -hmm. you? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll take it, honey. So that was super hot. But this is like the great thing that this author does because she mixes in like the hot with the like emotional stuff with the yeah. funny stuff. Because right after that, he says, didn't your parents ever teach you not to haggle over the cost of a gift? And she says, no, they dumped me on the front steps of a church just after I was born. And then Logan's response was, you ever shove your foot so deep into your mouth that you can just about feel your toes tickle your prostate? <laughs> yes. That was sad. It he, was sad, know, but it made me it made me chuckle when his uh, imagery. Yes. And she starts laughing, too. And then he finds out about her foster families that always made her aware of exactly how much a gift costs or she didn't get a, a, a gift. And it turns out that this explains her love of numbers because she says, so they put them on a balance, or he says, so they put them on a balance sheet. She's like, yeah, I always felt like if they gave me something, they expected something in return or it was something they would just take away. This kind of like morphs into like hotness. I'm not mm -hmm. sure. I'm not sure how this happened, but I appreciated it all the same. He says, I'm your secret Santa call me Santa. And mm -hmm. he says, see, you don't owe Logan anything, but Santa's wondering how many kisses it will take to make up that difference. Mm. And she says, kisses. And he says, the long and deep kind, as if my mouth's slowly fucking yours. I and know. He, I'm like, holy moly. He says to her, Emma Williams, I'd bring you a thousand trees for just one taste of your lips. I know how sweet. It is sweet, but at the same time, he means all of her lips because he does kiss her on the mouth. Oh, and then God. He, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Like, 
this escalated very quickly, don't you think? Like, he ends up taking her panties and then, like, having <gasps> some sexy time with her. That was really hot. Yes, it was. The whole time she's wearing that mask, too. Yeah. That's all yeah, I can my, say. Yes. My, the only thing I can say is my note that is, good lord, this man. Yeah, good lord is right. Yeah, it takes her panties. And then he mm-hmm. starts to lift her up, right? Everything that they start doing together is hot. And they start doing a lot of things together in this book. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He says, I'm your secret Santa. And there's nothing I want more than to finish this baby. But when I fuck you, it won't be part of an exchange. And her breath catches. And she says, when you do? And he says, yeah, when? So tell me, Emma, if I show up tomorrow, they'll what does it say? There'll be no gifts to put on the balance sheet. I'll just be coming to fuck you. Are you going to open the door? Oh my God. I like fainted. She's like, yes. <laughs> and he's like, you don't want to think about it for a minute. And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah. She is all of us. We're all just instantly like, oh uh, yeah, that door's going to be removed from the hinges. Like he's not even going to exist. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I love the fact that she didn't play coy and she didn't pretend like, you know, oh, I'm a frightened virgin. I can't do this. She's all in just like he is. And she thinks, well, if this is all I'm going to have is some good sex. Why the hell not? The next day he does plan to go back to her house, right? To do all those things with her. But Uh beforehand, he's doing some charity work with his dad and they're driving around and dropping things off. And I don't have any like real notes on that. But just to say that turns out that Bruce and Logan have been doing this for years and they actually met emma on one of these charity drives years ago logan doesn't Ugh. remember her but bruce does yeah. and he basically says like i don't want her to think that i hired her out of charity i hired her because she's actually really good at what she does and she has a good resume basically bruce brings it up because he's like don't fuck around with her like she's been through a lot i remember her from all these years ago and like if you're interested in her like be careful and like just take care of her because she's already been through a lot in her life yeah it was really sad because he went to her house to drop off these charity gifts that they drop off and when she opens the door he notices bruises on her and it just made bruce so angry that doesn't he end up calling child services and then he ends up she ends up getting moved to a better place but it was so it was sad just to imagine what this girl went through. Yeah, she's had a, a rough go of things. Yeah, so Bruce is very protective of her, but you know, Logan reassures that his dad that he knows that she's the one for him. I liked this that he does go to pick her up. He goes to do all those things at her place, but he ends up taking her back to his place actually to hang out and spend time together because he does want to do all those physical things, but he does also want to have the relationship with her right not even just that he realizes she's not turning the heat on in her apartment that's how broke she is so Mm -hmm. he wants to bring her back to his place he can show her his place but also they'll be more comfortable yeah he hates that she's staying there once he sees the condition of her apartment yeah, and it was super hot to me that he, it says, this time I don't leave a gift box, just a note, put on your 
mask, unlock your door, and wait. Signs your secret Santa. And when he starts to open her door, she's standing up against the wall again, where she was the night before. And I think that's when she's wearing those sexy, hot, striped, thigh-high stocking things, right? I think that's actually at the end of the book, but she is dressed up for this event because he did say that he was going to come over and they were going to do things. So she did kind of prepare. So they do go back to his place. They start to like fool around. He has some fantastic A plus level dirty talk. Oh, God. Um, but he does realize pretty quickly that she's a virgin. So they slow things way down. It's still super hot. And I, I give this a chef's kiss level uh, grading for the fooling around that they do. <laughs> i've not heard that expression before but yeah he's very careful with her he's hot yeah, as he's, hell he's hot and sweet once they're done fooling around they're eating pizza and watching football right so this must be sunday she says to him or she asks him like, what's your goal here? Like, what's the end game between us? Because we work together. It could be kind of awkward. What can I expect out of this, right? And he says, yeah. you want to know what this is? This time next year, I want you sitting there with my ring on your finger. Woo! What? Like, you don't even yeah. know me, which is a totally valid response to him. Yes. Yeah. And he says, like... Well, I could tell you, but let me actually show you to kind of convince you that I'm serious. And so he starts showing her around the house and he says, I wanted a big fucking library with shelves on every wall. But the thing is, the only books I have are gifts that I've received because everything I want to read, I download to my phone. So I've got this big empty room. But it never bothered me because a part of me knew this room was never for me anyway. Oh my mm. God, I'm more in love with him than ever. He oh, says, I knew you would be. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see this room being yours, can't you? I think you can. You read a lot. So I think you're good at imagining what you can't see. You put on that mask and I bet you're still picturing everything that's happening. That's how he tries to explain to her, this is how I know that you yeah. and I are end game. And then her response is, oh my God, your beauty and the beast in me. <laughs> yeah, I says, love that. <laughs> he says, I'm what? And she's like, yeah, from the Disney movie, you're romancing me with a library. And he says, I suppose I am. And I like that you're the kind of girl who can be romanced by a library, but I'll tempt you with anything I have if I need to. Yeah. I loved this whole thing because she's like, I don't understand what I have to offer you. Like, why me? I still don't understand, like, what makes me special. This is what I mean about him being so fucking sweet. He says... Aside from you being a fighter who's still standing after all you've been through in your life, aside from how you can be independent and say a balance sheet is less complicated than relationships, but still be so friendly and open at the same time, aside from how sweet your mouth and your pussy taste, aside from how you don't want to owe anybody anything, but you'll donate your time without any expectation of receiving something in return. Oh my yeah. gosh, this guy. Yeah, this guy. Why can't this be a real guy and my guy? Let me change that <laughs> right wow yes they end up going back to watch football and it's really sweet and it's just very like simple and domestic which is what he really wants in life she's not really into football but she's willing to sit there 
but she wants to read something. So he lets her read on his phone. One of the books he has, I also liked this reference because it turns out he's reading the mystery books that JK Rowling wrote under her other pen name, which mm-hmm. I love because that's actually a pretty good series. All these little references are right at my alley. Yeah, I knew this was your this is your fantasy. This book was written for you, you know, with the library, with her constantly having her nose in a book. Yes, HGTV. Yeah. All the things. things. They end up having more sexy time, uh, reciprocated for both of them. It's very hot. She ends up falling asleep at his place and waking up the next morning in his bed. Yeah, and is that when he invites her to spend Christmas with he and his father? He's like, I, well, don't... I don't know. I was going to spend it alone. He's like, no, come come to our place. You're more than welcome. This is the same chapter where he asks her to house sit for him because oh, he yeah. has to go to Florida for a few days. So mm-hmm. it might be, all be the same uh, conversation but she ends up staying in his house for three days because he is this like very famous woodworker so he has to go to florida to do some <laughs> i guess some famous person or a rich person ordered a bed that doesn't actually fit through the door of the bedroom or something so he has to assemble it on site it's very random yes. but it, it gets her mm-hmm. in his house for a few days because he has a dog so he asks her to pet sit and stay in the house while he's gone. Yeah. Then we have the holiday party. So this has kind of skipped us through a few of the days in the week. Because like I said, I think this whole thing only lasts a week. Mm-hmm. So it's the day of the holiday party, which I think is Christmas Eve. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Emma ends up getting a Christmas bonus check, which is a welcome surprise. Bruce also asks her if she wouldn't mind doing even more of the management and paperwork stuff because he wants to get back into the woodworking himself. And so basically she's gotten a Christmas bonus and a promotion all in the same day, which is awesome for her. Yeah, because he knows, he finds out she doesn't like answering the phone. So it's like, well, we could hire somebody to handle the phones and you could take some of my responsibilities off of my back it would really help me out so that i can go back to working with logan in the shop that's what he really wants to do so it's kind of a win-win for everybody yeah it is but of course we're getting really close to the end of the story so they have to have some sort of conflict between them she says something to logan about his gift being her being a virgin and then he kind of freaks out because he thinks that she's sleeping with him in exchange for not having to buy him a gift because logan actually thinks that he thinks that emma has his name he thinks like oh my god like she doesn't have the ten dollars so is that why she's sleeping with me like that's not what i want like i want her forever so he kind of puts his foot in his mouth again i don't know i didn't like i didn't hate on him too much for this because the way that she started it, I feel like anybody would have been like, oh shit, is this is this what it is to you? Like, is that why you want to do this? Like, that's, I don't know. I, he jumped to conclusions, but I don't think he was wrong for jumping to those conclusions based on how she phrased her thing that she said. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I would forgive this man anything <laughs> just because I'm <laughs> crazy about him. But yeah, she does say something that can be taken... In a way, and he's very aware of the fact that she said, you know, there's always checks and balances. There's always, you got to always give something back to somebody if you get something. 
And the way she says, talks about her virgin pussy, he's like, oh God, he freaks out. He's like, I don't want you to think that that's what this is. I think it's him that mentions like, well, you kissed me for the tree, but like, I don't want, I don't want the physical stuff to be checks and balances between us. Like, I don't want you to be doing that in exchange for the things I give you. She gets really mad. She's like, you think I'd give you my virginity in lieu of a secret Santa gift? And he tells her, I don't know. I know you're strapped for cash. Well, then that's when she says, like, I'm not your secret Santa, but let me go tell, you know, Joe Blow. I forget the other character's name. Like, let oh, me yeah. those, <laughs> I'll take those cupcakes back from him and I'll apparently have sex with him instead because that's what you yeah. think I would do for $10 gift. Oh, God. And so I can see both sides as to why they're jumping to these conclusions. But fortunately, they do wrap it up very quickly, like this conflict. Yeah, isn't she storming out with her car? Uh, she's sitting in his car. Oh, right. Because her car won't start because the battery's fucked up, right? So um, he goes to her and he apologized to her. And then he does say that he loves her. They do end up going back to his place or her place. I can't remember which place they went back to. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter as long as they're having great sex. Which they do. So they make mm -hmm. up. They do finally, you know, seal the deal. And she... I think it's still the same day. She opens the bonus check and realizes that it was $5,000. So she's basically had the best day ever. And I'm very jealous. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, who the hell gets a bonus like that? Apparently, Logan explains to her, you get a certain percentage per year that you have worked for the company. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. What company does that? Well, this is why Logan and his dad are actually the sweetest characters ever. Because his dad, Bruce, started the company with his mom, Logan's mom. Because she was like 50% owner of the company, but she's passed away. Bruce, every year, takes her 50% of what the company would have earned and divides yeah. it up between the employees as a way to like give back because the company I guess never would have gotten off the ground if it wasn't for her yada yada it's just a very very sweet nod to his dearly departed wife yes I agree and then um the next morning is Christmas day they do have all sorts of sexy times again he gives her a necklace those striped stockings like the girl on the cover has and a sleep mask and it's just like a wonderful end to the book before we get to the epilogue. Agreed. Yeah. And the epilogue, the epilogue was short and sweet, actually. Yeah. I liked how this book ended a lot. Go ahead. My notes are uh, gone by this point. I didn't get all my notes. Okay. So the epilogue is set one year later. Emma and Logan have been living together for, I think, the last three months. Mm -hmm. And um. He he does propose to her, which he had that ring since that week that he was her secret Santa, but he's been holding on to it to kind of win her over and playing the long game. She's in the library when he comes home and finds her. So mm -hmm. it was all very appropriate. I love so, it. Yeah. Tell me what you thought. What's your rating? Uh, I would give this book probably five very wet, hot panties. 
this book was really good. It was super hot. It was sweet. It was everything. I really like the way she writes. I've read probably all of her books in her other series, and I'm trying to find more of her books. So yeah, I loved it. I highly recommend it. There's another book in this series called All He Wants for Christmas, which has to do with a detective. And then there's something else called The Wedding Night, which I don't think has to do with the, obviously with the Christmas season, but she, her writing is really good. I, her stories are always interesting. Her character development is always good. What did you think? <laughs> like, I don't know, but go ahead. What did you think? So I would give this book like the exact same rating that you gave it. Mm-hmm. I usually hate this trope, but I <laughs> loved this book. I love everything about the book. Like I said, I, I feel like this will probably be on my rotation of like really good holiday books to read. It was like a pleasant surprise because this author, the other books I had read from her weren't contemporary romances. So I liked that she could write a book like this and she can do some of the paranormal stuff as well. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why I assumed, I guess, that this book was a paranormal romance because that's all I've ever read for her before. I was surprised that it wasn't, but yes, I'm glad. Highly recommend. Yes, absolutely. What else are you reading? I actually just finished a book before I started this book. Let me look up what the name was because, of course, I can't remember because that was w one book ago, so my it's out of my brain already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... That happens to me. I've been very slow on my roll about reading. Mm -hmm. I finished that book, The Orc Protector by Zoe Ashwood. And okay. I guess I read, How was I it? Guess I read it was really good. Um, I like her this series by her. And I guess I read the books out of order because I read her husband, the orc husband or whatever, before I read this one. And I downloaded what's the next one that you said you were gonna read? Oh, oh her new book. release is called Her Orc Gentleman. Yes, I downloaded that or pre-ordered it, whichever, um, so that I could finish, I could read that in the series too, because I like the whole series. The only other book that I read was a book three in the Kingdom of Lies series by Stasia Stark, A Crown This Cold and Heavy. I finished that. Book four is not out yet, so I have to wait for that to be released. Oh yeah, I'm still reading that book on and off. Yeah, so I'm caught up. It's a bummer because book four doesn't come out until the end of March, I guess, which sucks, but oh well. I gotta say, I don't know why, but I'm having a hard time getting through this book. Which book? Uh the, a Court So Cruel and Lovely. Oh, really? I'm 66% through. I, I mean, if you're not... It's, it's, I know that something bad, really bad is coming in <laughs> the book, and I think maybe that's why I'm having a hard time reading it. I'm like, this is going to be bad. When they get caught, I'm sure it's going to be bad. Oh, so you're like having pre-anxiety. Yeah. Sounds like. A lot. Okay. A lot of it. Yeah, I am. Yeah, it is kind of one of those books. The whole series is like that. Where you're like, oh my God, I'm on the edge of my seat. But that's what made me read it faster. Because I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I know they're going to be okay, but I have to get through it. I have to know. Mm. Well, see, you read all during the day. I only read at night because I'm busy doing other things during the day. And for me to read something like that at night is really a struggle for me because 
my anxiety level goes through the roof. I can't believe the horrible things that are happening in this kingdom. It's just mind-blowing me and terrifying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If you're not really enjoying it, then don't read it, you know? If it's a struggle. Well, I want to know what... Yeah, I want to know what happens. So mm. I'm torn. I'll figure it out. I'm also really into. I downloaded a whole boatload of shows on Apple TV. the The morning show has just got me in its clutches. I'm on season three of that, so I'm just blowing through that. And <laughs> you're not going to believe this, but. You know how I started, I was baking yesterday, I baked five different, four different kinds of cookies and made black and white coconut candy, which mm -hmm. isn't even the f normal plethora of things I like to bake, but that's all I could do. I was fucking exhausted yesterday to the point where I was like bouncing off the walls. I was so tired, but I also <laughs> restarted the Lisa Kleypas Cold Hearted Rake series again. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that series. I wish they would make movies out of this series of hers. I love period pieces mo for movies. I love mm. it. I like her so much and I'm like, you're not going to believe when I tell you that I'm listening to this again on audiobooks. But there's nothing else that's interesting to me. I'm having a really hard time finding audiobooks that I like. Yeah, I'm listening to the Iron Flame audiobook because that came up on my Libby app. But otherwise, mm -hmm. sometimes I have some that I know I want to listen to or like the Lisa Kleypas. I know I like that author or that narrator. So I'll just kind of binge them. I don't mm -hmm. have that right now either. So I'm kind of in the same predicament as you. This is probably the third time I'm re-listening to these books because I really like them. And I will tell you the narrator the beginning of these books, continuing in her series, Lisa Kleypas' series, it ends up being a different narrator, which is kind of a bummer. And still I think to myself, how do these narrators say these words without dying and cringing on the inside? I mean, the graphic description of these sex scenes, I'm like, and the, and the second woman, to me, I, in my mind, I imagine her, her voice reminds me of an older woman. So okay. Like, how how is this older woman reading these sex scenes and not just freaking dying? I would be dying if I was reading this out loud to be recorded. I don't know. I guess you just kind of get used to it. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And especially when she's there's a man part and a woman part. I know they're recorded at different times, but I'm like, could you imagine? Having to read this with somebody sitting in the the room, the studio with you. Oh yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, I wish there was a better word for a woman's anatomy. I don't like any of the words that are used for a woman's anatomy in audiobooks or books. Yeah, especially historical romances, they can be kind of gross. Yeah, and I'm like, why can't they think of a better? I wish they would just think of a better word for a woman's anatomy. I have no suggestions uh, in that department, <laughs> but. I no, I don't. I don't like the ones that they use. Announce the next book. Unnatural Magic by Stasia Stark. So I'm excited for this because I do like this author and this will be a different series for me to start from her. But mm -hmm. that episode is not going to release until January 3rd because we are taking a week off for the Christmas holiday. Yay, us! I have that stupid hand puppet on my hand that I made, that I make and give to the kids. And uh, it's on my hand and 
when I said that, the puppet also said it. Yay, us. <sighs> Not a well person. <laughs> so what are you going to do for the rest of the day? Anything fun? No, I'm going to edit this episode back. I actually started Unnatural Magic, so I'm going to get back to reading that. And um, the girls are actually doing some of that junk journaling right now, so I might do some of that with them. Oh, yeah, you should, because you got that stuff for you. And coming, it's really cute. I mean, when I come over for Christmas, I want to see it, see what Mm -hmm. you're doing. But the pictures you're posting on Facebook and stuff are really cute. I am making a cookie batch delivery to Emma today. And I'm probably going to bring some of my knitting over there so she can help me. I'm still struggling with knitting in addition to crocheting. And I need to finish a couple more dolls before um, I better hurry up. Wednesday's my last day to drop off the dolls, the rag dolls and the mermaid dolls that I made for the kids for Christmas. Oh, yeah, you better get to work. Yep. Yeah, okay, yes, crack that whip. (laughs) I don't know why I put this pressure on myself, but I do. Yeah. And that's it. All right. Well, this was a good episode, and I'm excited um, to have a break for the holidays, but I'm also excited for our next book. Me too. All right, babe. You have an awesome day. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.